welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Welcome back, and as always, thanks for listening. Let's talk about churches. Large churches, medium churches, and small churches. Let's talk about churches. Now, not talking about the church, the general church, which is Jesus' church, which is every believer that ever lived, will ever live, that is currently ever living all over the planet. That is the church universal. Not to be confused with the Catholic Church, which would definitely like to claim that title. But the thing is, um, the church itself, I'm thinking, in these terms, is congregations. Congregations. Locations that individuals go to worship. So the times they are are changing. And what's interesting is that a lot of choices out there. A lot of choices out there. And to be honest with you, as far as congregations go, and individual church locations, you have the variety of the rainbow. And then some. Um, that can be a good thing. But let's talk about large versus small churches. So, here's what's interesting, at least to me. The years I spent in in graduate school, I, I went ahead and, and, and minored in business. And I loved it. It was awesome. But here's the thing. Um, in uh, business they, sh they tell you the difference in certain types of organizations and that is you have flat structures which basically that means in order you know the big boss is only a few levels above the worker bees okay and then you have tall structures tall structures where you have worker bees are way down low and then you have management, mid-management, upper-mid-management, vice president, senior vice president. I mean, it just goes blah, 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 blah. And you have, like, a, a lot of people. That's called a tall structure. Now, here's the thing. Um, unfortunately, the church has become an organization. And it was never designed to be that way. It was always designed to be an organ organism, which means you have functions within the church. Um, and I've mentioned this before, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat this horse. Um, having to do with uh, <clears throat> with uh, pastors out there making uh, 190 thousand to 200 thousand dollars a year. I'm like, <clears throat> whoa. Um, and I've mentioned it before, and, I, and I've said it again, dude, uh, listen, 
uh, I find a pastor doing that, if he's my pastor, I don't want to ever see a, uh, a translation in his hand again that isn't actually Greek and Hebrew. He ought to be reading that off the fly. I mean, ought to be able to translate on the booming fly and, and doing hieroglyphics, as a matter of fact. And he ought to have just, like, history knowledge that would just astound people for that much freaking money. And the reason being is because, listen, what are you buying? What are you getting for that? Um, now, the issue is, the difference between a, uh, a large church and a small church. And let me just couch that by, by saying this. The majority of churches, at least in the U.S., in the, in the West, are small. About two-thirds of them. And by small, I mean under 500 people. And I would say even more than that uh, are probably under about uh, 300. Now, what that leaves you is the larger churches. Now, is there anything inherently wrong with a, with a large church? All right? Not necessarily. Okay? But let me throw this at you. It has some in, some inherent problems built in. Tall structures have, and that means deep, and that you know where where you have a lot of of, of India, a lot of chiefs, and not a lot of Indians. You know you know, and the issue is that uh, the chiefs begin to lose track of blooming reality. Um, because the Indians are out there, and, and I say that Native Americans, however you want to look at it, uh, are out there um, doing all the work and doing all the backbreaking jazz. And uh, to be honest, uh, when you get a massive church, uh, uh, the leadership, they don't have the freaking clue what you do every day. Um, and to be honest with you, if they did, they probably wouldn't elect to be near you. Um, getting their hands in nasty business is like, well, you know, let the deacons handle that. Oh, no, 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 no. Now, understandably, there are some very wonderful, there are some large churches that I think the pastor is engaged in. Now, and I've mentioned this before, John MacArthur and I do not see eye to eye on some stuff. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you straight up, the man's a leader. And I believe he's engaged. Now, somebody in his church may say, "Well, he's full of he's full of full of gas because uh, ain't no way." But okay, they go to the church. I don't. But here's the issue: he's teaching. He's teaching, and he's engaging current relevant topics. Now, here's the thing: these large mega churches where you got like I don't know how many ministers I mean and, and and I'll be honest I've read some of these titles they give these people and it just absolutely blows my mind um, it's you know I'm, I'm like are they thinking this jazz up as they're going they must be it's like associate pastor of the second wave of the thought process of the not 
rendition of translationing of the gospel within the youth or something like that I mean they they have these freaking titles that are like you're, you're what are you doing again uh, how you earn all this money they're paying you you know well, because look here's the issue there's very few things from a practical standpoint from a New Testament standpoint that um, even Paul talks about and there's gifts yes um, but I'll be honest with you sometimes it makes my head scratch and because the gift of evangelism there are people who, who just are able to share Jesus easier because for, that just seems to be the way that they're wired. And for other people, maybe not so. But you know something? Everybody's supposed to be sharing Jesus. Everybody. Everybody. So, um, and you know, there's gifts of administration and mercy and so forth. And, just, and it goes on and on and on. But here's the issue. When you're paying somebody ninety to, you know, $60,000 to $90,000 a year, and you're calling him a second lieutenant of, of, of the fourth wave of the second, second adult system of the ninth Esther slash Barnabas class, then, I mean, how in the world do you quantify? How do you even tell somebody's doing their job when you got that thing going on? Now, here's the, here's the deal, though. And, and let me get back to the... To the large versus small the original church was small it was house churches and they were built and based on the synagogue model and guess what there wasn't always a synagogue building now more often than not in a Jewish community you had a a house of learning a house of prayer and it was the same place but it was also a community outreach which uh, people could go to, and, and if they were traveling, they could they could stay, and they could get they could get feed, you know, food and, and things taken care of. So it, it was a multifaceted type situation, um, and it wasn't the Vatican, okay? It wasn't massive. It was a small kind of situation. And the leaders of that synagogue, you, you might have several rabbis and a kaisan and, 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 a, and someone who actually did music and led the, the psalm singing and so forth. But again, getting to a minister did not require a three-month you know, um, calendar. You didn't have to call like so and so secretary on the secretary on the secretary on the secretary on the secretary to to get a visit with the man with with the person. Now, right now, I'm, there's probably some people thinking calling foul because they're like, well, I mean, you know, how, how do you expect me to see people? I, I don't understand. How do you expect me to see people? Well, here's the deal: you're not an executive. <laughs> you're not an executive, or at least you shouldn't be. Because the church is an organism. And the complication we have now is this. And, and this actually works in the business world too, by the way. The higher up you go, 
the less you know. Alright? The higher you go, the less you know. Part of that has to do with the fact that the people underneath you are freaking gatekeepers of information. Now, I'll be honest. There's some people at the top, they don't want to freaking know. They don't want to know. And I bet there's more than one pastor that way. So so-and-so blows his head off, you know, and this deacon's son, uh, you know, uh, jumps off a bridge. Uh, he didn't want to know about that jazz. Um, maybe he does. If he does, then God bless him. Because that's a pastor's heart. But if he doesn't, then that's screwed up. But the issue is, is a lot of times you have, that's an ivory tower mentality. That's an executive mentality. Where, where you're up there, and you're higher, so high above your parishioners, the people who are in your church, that you are freaking detached from reality. And that's, and that's the main thing. Is that literally, um, there, when you get a, a really tall structure like that, when you get a megachurch like that, these people start losing track of reality. How can they? When you have that many people. Now, am I saying, well, I, I don't know, it sounds to me like you're just down on, high, on large churches. I just don't understand. Well, no, I'm not, actually, because like I mentioned, I think MacArthur's church is pretty connected, and there are others. But the issue is, if you're in, a, if you go to these churches, the the, the statistics are basic are basically saying this with mega churches: people are running in and out of those places like it's a revolving freaking door. They're not staying, because here's another problem with having a large church, a massive large, church, and that is accommodation, compromise. The more you cut, you have to compromise. But what ends up happening is they compromise on the word. And if people aren't giving you the word straight up, then it's a club. It's not a church. Because the reason people gather together who are believers in Jesus is in the spirit to learn the word and share the word of Jesus in its pure entirety. But that's not what ends up happening. Because you have to make accommodations when you get huge. Because you don't want somebody in your office or somebody at your door, you know, threatening getting all nine miles of crazy and with two lawyers in tow. Because, you know, heaven forbid, that would just sink you and might upset your job. And then you wouldn't be able to, you know, make your $90,000 and go to the Bahamas every other, you know, every other month. So anyway, the issue is, um, that can be a problem. Now, is it, the, is it a, the problem for every large church? No. No. I'm not going to say that. But here's the issue. If you're in a mega church, that is a possibility. The higher up you, and, and here's another issue, okay, and this last one I'm going to mention, and that is this. People are human. They're human. 
you put a person that high up with that much responsibility, with that much money, and their head starts freaking inflating. And it's almost built in. It takes a fantastic individual to fight that kind of temptation. Because you got the money, you've got the status, you've got the job, you've got... The, and people are looking at you like, Oh, it's brother so-and-so. Oh, look at him. And, and then you get this, this parishioner worship. And then when that happens, the accountability goes right out the freaking door. And, the, and, and just temptation, Satan just, I'm just tease those guys off. Just sets their heads on a golf tee and just hits them with a nine iron, man. I'm just serious. I'm serious. It's just... It's really, really difficult. And I think the news... Just the media in the past 20 years has had enough examples of absolute crashes and burns of various individuals to document enough for blooming history. Now, are there problems in smaller churches? Yeah, there are. But you know something? You can, you know, you can interact. You can interact with a small church. You can you can go get it. You know, if your pastor's having issues, you can go get a deacon and say, look, you know, it doesn't look like we're giving him a whole lot of support or her a whole lot of support. We need to kind of bone up on that. Because the church can choose to help. And, and it works faster when it's a smaller church. If the church will support their pastor, treat them like a human, let them spend time with their family, and expect them to engage Satan in society and teach the people how to discern the Word of God. You know? Because um, it's a uh, the smaller model just has has a, a lot more issue, a lot more benefits. Not issues, but benefits in that respect for the people. Now, I've already had a podcast on why we have five hundred million thousand billion small little churches everywhere, uh, and that's another story. But the issue now that we're looking at is this. I'm not saying that a megachurch can't function and, and do the will of God. I'm just saying that when you have that much money, you just really don't have to depend on God that much. I am totally convinced that there are many megachurches that the Holy Spirit has not been in in years. And they may have ne the Holy Spirit may have never been, been in there, may have never been invited to go in there. Partially because when you have that much money and status and power and so forth, you don't have to depend on God. You don't. Now, I am convinced that there are large churches that do. 
But think about the church you're in. Are you growing? Are they teaching you? If you're in a mega church, especially if you're in a large church, a massive church, if, if that church, if your church has over a hundred thousand, listen here. So the issue is, you know, or even fifty thousand. So the issue is, are you being taught the word of God? Does your pastor? I don't care if he's got tattoos all over his blooming body and white walls. Um, you know, that seems to be the thing. And okay. Every generation has their own kind of thing. Um, you know, and I've been through several phases of stuff. Now it's like, uh, you know, the rolled up shirt and the, the vest and the jeans and the boots and the white walls and the beard and the, and the, and the sleeve, you know, sleeve tattoo and it wraps around the neck. Okay, that's all right. All right, whatever. But here's the issue. All right, is that person engaging with the Word of God? Are they giving you the word of God? Are they train? Are they t going into the ancient and bringing it to the modern? Because if they're not, you're getting freaking robbed. Especially if that person is making a lot of money. That's that's just the thing. So, with that in mind, I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always. Don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.